Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shireko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shireko. Hello, and welcome to Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity. I'm Susan Shireko. I'm really excited to be sharing this podcast series with you because I've learned that we have the ability to overcome the negative situations and feelings of despair, fear, or doubt that accompany disasters. I want to make sure that you know it too. Let me ask you, have you experienced a disaster? We use the word to cover a wide range of experience. Natural disasters like fire, flood, earthquake, financial disasters where we lose everything, lost relationships, bad marriages, business failures. What they seem to have in common is that disasters come suddenly, unexpectedly, and beyond your control. In the moment of realization of what has just happened, the effect is devastating, affecting every aspect of your life, physical, emotional, mental, and even spiritual. In a flash, you lose all that you have created or accumulated around you. Your sense of security vanishes, and for a period of time, you're in shock, only to experience fear and a sense of powerlessness when the shock wears off. However, you are not powerless. Whatever the circumstances, whether you feel powerless over your finances, health, bad habits, physical destruction, other people, places, or things, you do have an amazing power. Whenever negative feelings threaten to overwhelm you, you can use the power of your mind to turn your thoughts in a positive direction to restore your sanity, make your life manageable, and rebuild your life. You can move from disaster to prosperity. That's what this series is all about. And I'd like to start by sharing my story because I know it the best, inside and outside. I've been through this. It's happened to me. I use what I call the creative thought process, deliberate creative thinking, or maybe you call it positive self-talk, to get past the after effects of our disaster. What happened? We lost our home after a wet, muddy landslide came down from the mountain behind our house and threw it. There was nothing special about the day. It was raining as it had been for several days, and I was I was headed to the studio where we were completing a season of A Place of Our Own uh, for KCET. We were all looking forward to downtime, and we had that one of the hosts tell me that she couldn't wait to go home and just empty her drawers. She hadn't had the time to do it. And I understood that because we were talking about replacing the carpeting on our floors. We had a stucco house. It was built in the 1930s. It had this cool beehive fireplace in the living room and colorful DNM Malibu tiles on the risers on the staircase. The house was literally built into the side of the mountain. And, and whoever built it had great foresight to put steel beams into the house. So nothing rattled this house. Not even the Northridge earthquake, which went through several years back. Rocky outcroppings were, uh, were overhead when we sat on the patio. It was absolutely lovely. It was a rustic, wild, uh, you know, environment. 
it was a small ranch. I mean, we had pipe corrals that, that in the front yard that housed our horses, uh, but you would have thought it a postage stamp-sized ranch. My husband, Peter, is a Western aficionado, and he had filled our house with Western items for a business he was growing, and they filled every nook and cranny. It was the kind of a business that didn't have enough income in it to warrant renting a warehouse, but but we were so jam-packed, we really wanted to get a bigger place. We just had no idea how it would ever be possible. So on this particular day, Peter was heading off to Arizona for the weekend, and I was looking forward to traveling to see my daughter and grandson and her husband uh, in Seattle in the very near future. Uh, we, Peter, is, Peter had been in the film Tombstone, and he had written a book about it, which is fairly well known. It's called Tombstone, the Guns and Gear. And then he followed that one up with The Fringe of Hollywood, The Art of Making a Western. He'd done a one-man show called Cody, an Evening with Buffalo Bill. And, and he really had... You know, he's built himself a, a niche as the as a go-to guy for Westerns. And I'm not quite as public as he is, but I had my own passions. I've worked in entertainment my whole life. Uh, I, I was named one of the top 250 women in the entertainment business by Business of Film Magazine back in the day and was involved in international sales, hold a master's in business administration, I was honored with a service award from the Producers Guild of America for chairing their seminar committee for several years. But more privately, I am a seeker, meaning that I'm always searching for knowledge of a higher self with a desire to share that knowledge with others who can improve their lives and achieve life-enhancing results by doing so. I studied psychosynthesis, which is a holistic psychology and meditated with the International Foundation of Integral Psychology, which was founded by Dr. Robert Girard. Um, at the time, I was a deacon in church. So that was our background as we stepped into this lovely day. Um, it was a terribly rainy day, and I stopped for groceries on my way home just to make sure I'd stockpiled for the weekend. And I didn't notice anything more than maybe a new smell in the air when I arrived home and got out of the car. And I have horses, and it was muddy, and you, you know, you just never know what you're really smelling with that. So I, there was a little sand on the sidewalk. I really was not prepared for what I saw when I opened my front door. Uh, my vivid memory is coming home, opening the door, turning on the light, and seeing all my dogs sitting on the sofas, wagging their tail as if to say, hi, Mom, completely surrounded in the mud that was all around them on the floor. Um, water was dripping from the upstairs ceiling. Mud had come down the stairs that led to the second floor. I'm, so I, I made my way upstairs as quickly as I could to see that a wall of mud and rock had come through my upstairs windows and across the hall and into the bathroom where at least six inches of muddy water was sitting on the tiled floor. I... I don't think it would be an underestimation to say that I totally freaked out. I, I called Peter, who had just checked into his hotel, and and he was, you know, he's like, no, 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 you're fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's not going to be that bad. I said, yes, it is that bad. You have to come home right now. <laughs> and I, it, there was a certain intensity in my tone, I'm sure. Uh, I tried to call friends, but none of them were available. I called my church, and one of the deacons came over, Max. And he, he came with a few young men and brooms. 
And as soon as he arrived, he picked up the phone and called out and said, no, you better bring shovels. So uh, more friends from church arrived and an elder named Steve who and Max took me outside to sort of walk me around the house and to see exactly what had caused all this damage. And we, it was staggering to see. The mountain behind the house had let go and piled up rocks and huge boulders from the ground to the roof with, with what had come off the mountain. I was in shock. My world had literally just come tumbling down. I'd never experienced anything like this before, and what, what I didn't realize is that an event of this magnitude does not just sweep away stuff. It makes you face what's going on in your life and, and what's working and what isn't. It makes you question everything that you've ever created. And, but, but on some strange level, it also gives you a second chance to redesign your life again. Of course, I had no idea of the challenge we were facing. It was only six months later or so that Hurricane Katrina came through New Orleans. And then I was so upset for those people because I knew what they would be facing. It wasn't going to go away overnight. They had to deal not only with the physical, but the emotional and mental impact as well. The news wasn't going to be there to cover the story. They were going to be on their own, all alone, to get through this. And I also knew that if they embraced the change, they were standing on the brink of possibility. If they resisted, it would be very painful. The landslide was an aha moment for me. It certainly was the worst thing that ever happened. But it was also the beginning of my conscious pursuit of the process of deliberate creation. I learned that we can not only survive a, dis a, a disaster or a catastrophe, but we can attain something even better. I developed an awareness of the creative process and then gave myself permission to explore it and share it with others. People don't realize that they have the power to create their dreams. They say they want to make, they want to make a change and then they fail to follow through in their actions and that makes a huge difference. So the first 18 months after the landslide were about survival and being made whole after significant loss. We relocated, rebuilt, and even improved our lifestyle. The next two years were about adjusting and regaining our equilibrium in new circumstances. I really believe that recovery takes time, willingness, a pinch of courage, and a large dose of faith. <laughs> The process works if you work with it. All this time that's going on, I was studying. I was learning to rest in God through centered, silent, and receptive prayer. Learning about the guiding principles that outlined daily, repetitive courses of actions to overcome bad habits and behavioral problems like 12-step programs, meditative routines, the expression of gratitude and appreciation, and journaling. I was listening to the inspirational words of others on audio in the forms of affirmations, affirmations, guided meditations, and hypnosis. I was learning about the relationship between the conscious and subconscious aspects of mind, how positive statements like affirmations are repeated until they're impressed upon the subconscious mind, and how positive questions or affirmations empower the subconscious mind 
to find positive solutions and see that an idea is possible done by utilizing one of the subconscious mind's greatest strengths as an automatic search engine. I was learning about visualizations and mind movies as a way of engaging our feelings with our dreams. Exploring EFT tapping, which combines sort of a classic acupuncture scenario with positive statements to correct issues experienced on a regular basis learning to utilize positive self-talk, in which we utilize the running commentary in our minds, in our heads, to tell ourselves aloud or silently, positive thoughts for encouragement and motivation. Such positive thinking helps us approach life's challenges with a positive outlook. I was learning to create and use my own affirmations and affirmations and learning about quantum consciousness and the creative thought process. I became a spiritual life coach. I worked with Bob Proctor of The Secret and Life Success Productions to become one of those consultants. I immersed myself into living both the principles and the activities to see the results. I understood the principles, but a nagging question remained. Could I honestly tell others that this creative process or the success principles worked, that it had the potential to yield the results they desired. So as I struggled to figure it out, I got stuck, and I didn't know how to get unstuck. One of the most profound experiences I had was when I came across the work of Noah St. John on affirmations. I was amazed by how fast my situation turned around once I knew the additional techniques that improved my life very rapidly. Resources and opportunities opened up before me, including what many people would call the dream job I now hold. However, I'm still using and talking about these principles because I want you to see how the way you think and what you tell yourself affects your feelings, your actions, and the results you get in life. When you learn to think in a more positive way, you can get past all the negative thoughts that are dragging you down in the wake of a disaster. At first, you have to really work at it. But as the old saying goes, it works if you work it, just keep at it. Now stop and think about this for a minute. You are of two minds. For the most part, you run your day-to-day life with your conscious mind. To do it well, You need to consciously define what you want, make plans about how to get them, set up a structure and support system for your plans, then act on those plans and review the results. These are the elements of your outer game. Yet there is another kind of thinking that's going on at the same time. When we come up with an idea of what we want, we may feel enthusiastic about it for just a little bit of time, and then other thoughts start to sound within our head. Even as we're thinking supportive thoughts around a plan, critical, critical negative responses, excuses, and reasons that make an idea impossible or too hard to undertake are starting. This garbage filling our head can paralyze us. And we literally get in our own way every day by the way we think. When we're faced with a crisis, 
the majority of our suffering comes from the negative self-talk we have going on in our heads. Yes, we have problems and major obstacles to overcome. Yes, we don't know what to do. Yes, we don't know how we'll be able to handle the situations financially. Yes, yes, we've lost a great deal. Yes, we are grieving. Those are real problems. But what I have learned is that we can overcome all of that. Success is a process lived on a daily basis through our choices. To get past a disaster, we have to decide to take action that move us toward the creation of what we desire every day. There are processes, tools, and techniques that help us move from disaster to prosperity. They proved helpful to me to smooth the emotional roller coaster that plagued me, providing focus, security, serenity, courage, and strength. The key for me is to focus on one thing that inspires me and then use positive self-talk and take the next logical steps. We do not have to be victims to circumstances. We can rebuild our lives and we can do it even better. It worked for me. My path yielded what I consider miraculous solutions and it's worked for countless others too. Sure, my life is still in process just as yours is, but I'm hoping that as you become aware of these principles, they'll serve to guide you as you define the essence of your dreams and deliberately set out to create and achieve them in spite of your disaster. My plan is to share stories with you, bring in experts in contemporary brain research and various kinds of positive self-talk, and provide action steps that can help you discover the truth of what I'm saying for yourself over the course of the series. Where am I now? Well, since the landslide, I've become a two-time Emmy-nominated producer of a daily lifestyle show, a life coach, life success consultant, and a former and a power habits coach. Last year, working in my spare time, I completed my book, Rainbows Over Ruins, describing how I applied success principles, the creative thought process, and positive self-talk in my own life to overcome this life-altering experience. Uh, If you wish, you can learn more about the details of my experience by going to www.rainbowsoverruins.com where you can get a free chapter or pick up a copy of the book. Are you ready to rebuild, recover, and pursue your dreams? Are you ready to overcome the physical problems, fear, and grieving, the mental challenges and negative thought habits that are holding you prisoner? Are you ready to move from disaster to prosperity? The time to start is right now, right where you are. This is your call to action. Grab a notebook and start writing about your journey. What happened to you? What's your disaster? Where are you now? And what do you want right now, not in the distant future? Let's get you back on your feet. And join me next time as we look at first steps, escape, rescue, and recovery. Thank you for having me as a traveling companion today. Remember, you can choose Rainbows Over Ruins. You can rebuild your life moving from disaster to prosperity. 
Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.